Hi everyone and welcome to the Friday, April 17th installment of the Silicon Insider, the only truly honest and uncensored look at life and business in the Valley. We're again not at our 1949 card table, but at the Malone Bunker in Sunnyvale at the Egyptian Brass Tray Coffee Table, <laughs> quarantined and ready to go. My name is Mike Malone and I've been covering this town longer than anybody. And I'm here with my co-host, Scott Budman, essential tech reporter for NBC Bay Area. Our producer is Tad Malone, and our host for this broadcast is, again, the Silicon Valley Business Journal. Now, let's get started. Scott, what are the big stories of the week? Just go. I mean, I think... I'm feeling better. Well, I think a lot of people are, um, and, and I don't know if we have the, the physical reason to feel better, but we certainly have some psychological reasons. And we've talked a lot about how the stock market trades on psychology, and the psychology, especially when it comes to some of these tech stocks right here in our backyard, has really improved. Yeah. Well, you know, there's one interesting new theory coming out. I can't, I can't remember where it is. It's statistical theory, looking past epidemics. And this guy believes that this cycle is 70 days. That sounds optimistic. Well, yeah. But we've, you know, all of a sudden, it's like the curve. We, we bent the curve and we weren't sure exactly why we did at that particular moment. And it may be some sort of internal clock mechanism. And 70 days is early May. We'll see. And, and we'll see. One of the things we've noticed, though, even as we start to space out, you know, we, the president just 24 hours ago was talking about phase one, phase two, phase three, and all those things. And uh, even as that meets with skepticism, I think we're starting to lay out not only which companies are going to do well during the pandemic, yes. but even beyond. And we have a big one we're going to talk about in a minute. Right. Um, some of these tech companies, okay, so Netflix has been established for a long time. Right. We talked about yeah, how- Yeah, but Netflix is now worth more than Disney. Yes. It's been worth more than Comcast. It's now worth more than Disney. It is the most valuable entertainment company in the world. Unbelievable. Yeah. And it's doing that, I think, again, stock market trades on future optimism. Right. People realize, okay, not only are we doing this streaming while we're hunkered down, this is going to be how we get, you know. Yeah, well, let's look at the, the stocks that have done well. Yeah. Netflix, Amazon. Amazon, pretty obvious. it's built in, right. Yeah. Uh, Roku, which yeah. is another streaming, sort of the backbone of your Netflix. Right. And Roku, a, a company based here in Silicon Valley. Been has, around forever. Yeah, and they went public fairly recently and has just hit all-time highs because people say, whether it's Netflix or Apple TV Plus or Disney Plus or whatever, you're going to need some backbone. And it may not just be the cable companies. It may be a company like Roku that delivers this content to your house. Okay, so let me ask this question. The market supposedly is betting on the future. But with the event horizon so close, how far up is that future? I mean, is the market looking at, look, this is the present demand. We're going to react to that. We think it's going to keep going for a few more weeks. So we pump the stock up. Or are they saying this is a fundamental change in demand? That's and a great question. people are going to question. have different consumer lifestyles are going to be different from here on out. And these are the big winners in the long run. That's a great question. And I think we're starting to see some of what you just said. And that's why the Netflixes and the Amazons and some of these Rokus are, are being right. built in to a stronger future. Whereas, remember, it was only a few weeks ago, people were selling everything, yes. even the safe haven of gold, because they just wanted their cash because they really weren't sure about anything. Right. Now, we still have a lot of uncertainty going forward, 
about our health, about our, when are we going to get out and are we going to ever go to a movie theater or a restaurant? But some of these things I think are starting to be built in, not just for now, but in the future. And that's very optimistic if you are a, you know, Netflix or a Roku. Well, I think we're going to see pretty soon, um, sporting events. I think they're going to be the first test. Because it looks like the the whole country is ready to go back to watch basketball or spring training or something, and that's going to be a, those are going to be mass events. Are we ready to go back into crowded stadiums, or yeah. are we ready to watch on TV while they play in front of nobody? Yeah, and are you safer in a ballpark that's open, or are you safer with a slightly smaller crowd in an arena? And will everybody be wearing masks? Well, everybody will be wearing masks, including the players. All right. Um, you oh, mentioned finally Abbott Labs. Yeah, you know Abbott Labs all time high, and and that's not surprising. They're the company that has really stood out from the rest when it comes to getting tests out right. there, and that's so important. And it's interesting because the better they do, the worse the news gets. I mean, think yeah. about it. Part of the reason we right. whatever bent the curve, we just haven't had enough tests, and now we're going to find out a, a much better and maybe scarier picture of how right. fast this thing spreads. But we need those tests before we can get to the next level. And we already know what the what the demand's gonna be. It's gonna be 335 million test kits. So that's oh, yeah. not a bad market for Abbott Labs. No, and they were able to get ahead of it. And you know, it, it's interesting. I, I was able to talk to some of these Abbott executives doing stories on this. Yeah. And they're saying, well, we just need a quick this, and then we can tell you to it and that. And I was like, well, I haven't heard that since Elizabeth Holmes was talking to me about Theranos. Yeah. And we know what happened there. Right. And not to You just suge- hope it isn't BS again. Not now. There's too much at stake. Well, right. That was a startup. Yeah. Let's be honest. They were way ahead of themselves and, and just... Right. They were fraudulent. Yeah, they were, they I'm were surprised trying to get VC money. Gone. Right. Honestly, I'm surprised there haven't been jail sentences yet. Yeah. Um, Abbott has a history of this. Yeah, and they got shareholders and they've got right. a lot of things. And so they're lose. saying, we're tweaking this and doing that and this is what we know how to do and now we're taking what we know how to do and, and applying it to COVID-19. So good for them and, and again, they can't get these tests out fast enough. Speaking of science companies... Gilead. Yeah, oh, Gilead man. again. We've talked about these guys last night coming out and saying, hey, we've actually seen some, you know, it's early, but some, I guess, encouraging responses to an actual... Yes. Cure type. Yes. Move. And, and you know, we want to couch this. It's very early. The whole early, world is yeah. waiting on these guys. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's. So with that comes a lot I'll of pressure. I'll talk about them in my winners okay, and losers okay. because, you know, the whole world, the entire world stock market is hanging on Gilead. Right. And, and that's why the stock market was up about one and a half percent when you and I started um, all on last night's news from Gilead, which saw its stock shoot up. And, and as you say, with this optimism comes great pressure. Well, we saw how Zoom handled it. <laughs> and that was a much less pressure than the entire, you know, future of mankind. Right. Which seems to be on Gilead's back. Right. Although, uh, once we get into testing and vaccinations, we're going to have these same concerns from, you know, privacy standpoints uh-huh. and anti-vaxxers. But that's that's getting a few steps ahead. Yeah. This is encouraging news, and we'll see... Uh, We'll see where it goes. And we have our Elon Musk news of the week. It's good kind of. It feels like we're going back to status quo ante here. Right. This time, Elon's feuding with Governor Newsom. Newsom says that that uh, uh, Elon hasn't delivered all the uh, uh, ventilators he was supposed to, and Elon fired back on Twitter and everywhere else, saying, "Oh yes, I did." You know, let's skip the details of this and just. 
if we didn't see this coming, shame on us. Yeah. Uh, Elon Musk, yeah. obviously very much alive, thank goodness. Yes. There's no tombstone, but if there was, it would say, genius. Yeah. Delivered great wealth and promise. Had delivery issues. Yeah. I mean, every step of the way. Every step of the way. Whether it's a rocket or he a over, car or a always, battery or, yeah. He, he always, he, he correctly promises what he's delivering, but he over-promises delivery dates. Right. But I guess he's fired back by listing all the hospitals he sets up to and everything else. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and, and we, we really don't need this right now. Right. You what know, we need are, um, and it, it, it's, it's twofold. We need the technology. We need the ventilators. Right. Um, we also need what some other executives like Mark Benioff are delivering, which is a 90-day a no layoff promise. We got yeah. another one from a company based here called ServiceNow. They're not as sexy, but they're, you know, if you look them up, they make a lot of money. Right. They're saying we won't lay anybody off. Uh, and we have smaller businesses now struggling, trying to get that PPP money, uh, saying, you know, hey, we'll, we'll try to put you on the Family Leave Act or maybe uh, furlough you. In other words, right. just trying to keep their employees. And it, yeah. it's very... Impressive. like enlightened executives, which we oftentimes don't see around here. Right. And and some of these executives, uh, you know, shame on them. They've got huge wealth. Well, Let's we, spend yeah. it on the people who gave them that wealth. Right. Um, well, we're starting to see the damage. Um, about 2.8 million California residents have lost their jobs in the last four weeks. And that's just that's California. one out of seven California workers. Yeah, so that's, that's right about 15%, isn't it? 15, yeah, 16%. yeah, and this goes on much longer. Those businesses are never going to be, they're not going to survive, so those jobs will not be coming back. I mean, we seem to have this notion we can turn the switch back on the same way we turned it off, but damage is being done now. Yeah, and you know, we just yesterday, Mark Zuckerberg saying he will keep his workers at home, uh, I believe, through May. Yeah. Um, and that's responsible. Um, and it's interesting. Granted, stock market isn't the true story, but a lot of these tech stocks have hung in there. Yeah. And we haven't yet had our full COVID-19 earning reports. We're going to get those within yes. the next couple of weeks, and that'll be interesting to see. But so far, people at least have confidence that these tech companies are producing while everybody's at home. Um, but small businesses can't do that. They rely on us to go buy right. shoes and, and go to the grocery store and work out at the gym and get our haircuts. Yeah. And, and you can't just flip that on. And the Small Business Administration, I was just read this morning, they run out of money on that first pass. Right, right. And so, and there's a lot of people still waiting to queue. There are, and they're very frustrated. And um, boy, if we learned anything from 2008, uh, it's that banks are right. not necessarily going to do the right thing. No. And here we are, once again, dependent on big banks to cut some checks. Yep. And that's a rough way to be because they somehow make money disappear. Yes. I mean, there's all sorts of secondary effects that might be coming soon, like massive deflation uh, or inflation. It could be inflation with all this money being poured into the system. Uh, you know, we're, we're looking at some of these numbers, these larger trend numbers, even though the market is looking good. Main Street America looks like it's teetering on a depression right now. Right, and that's... China's your... lost the biggest loss since the 70s in their GNP this year. Well, that's a major market for American goods. You just I mean, said... Where's you... the demand going to be out there? Exactly. You just said these small businesses need customers, and that is the backbone of our economy. Right. And yeah, the tech industry, as we talked about, seems to be doing well and hanging in there. But yeah. really, we need to somehow get these small businesses back on their feet. And that's uh, that's a tough, that's going to be tough. It doesn't turn around right away, no matter what phase we're in. Right. 
Uh, By the way, you're hearing a dog if you're hearing a... Uh, a uh, that's all right. You got a, a great collar dog. collar rattling. <laughs> this is Finn. Hey, Finn. You're a good dog. Uh, okay. All right. Weird news. I didn't think I'd ever be doing real estate news during a pandemic, but Google's still buying up big properties in Sunnyvale. <laughs> Google is basically, looks like it's going to be in three locations. It's, it's still going to be in Mountain View. It's now in Sunnyvale out there at uh, Lockheed Industrial Park. And then also downtown San Jose. I mean, without right. us noticing, Google is becoming an absolutely geographically dominant force in the South Bay. Yeah, I think we've noticed um, because it's not only that Google is buying up everything, but we're seeing developers sort of ride those coattails. And we've seen the prices of some of this yeah. land. Um, it just, you know, I won't get into specific streets just in case someone is not from here listening to this, but... Uh, locals know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Down market San Jose area is now going for Manhattan prices uh, because of Google. Right. And that affects real well, estate. Well, we can all over even the mention, they will recognize this name at least, Woz Way. Yes. Uh, <laughs> after Steve Wozniak. So I assume that's down near the. Uh, yeah, do you know where the Children's Discovery Children's Museum is? That's Woz Way. Woz Way. Because yeah. he funded it. It's that. like yeah. 400 feet long. Big purple uh, building. But they're looking at putting. Uh, 1.8 million square foot mixed-use development right there. And it looks like it's going to be two tall office towers. And it struck me, wait a minute, that's on the final approach path to right. Meta Airport. We're starting to look like San, San Diego, you know, where you can wave to the people in the offices while you're on final approach. Uh, so, you know, the, the Adobe Towers. Yeah. Uh, Adobe is on the way. And the CEO, uh, and this is back when it was Shantou Narayan, uh, I was up in, in his office, up on the floor, and a plane came. I literally hit the deck. <laughs> yeah, and he looked it. at me like, you know, hey, freshman, yeah. uh, this happens 400 times a day. And he said, you just get used to it. you know. Ugh. And that's going to be another building where we're going to see the planes up close and personal. Uh, and uh, it, it's interesting that even my this... My heart's in my throat every time I land in San Diego. And they can't, they can't grow there. No. you got to think they got to be able to go somewhere else with the airport, or at least expand it across the way to the to the uh, private airport, the jet port, or something. Because they, I think they still have some land, but remember, a lot of that land has been used for development. We have a soccer yeah. stadium over there. We've got yeah, some we've got you know, the AOL new. Stadium. Stadium yeah, there. but uh, it's interesting that this week we're back to talking about what about real estate, Google buying land, yes. real estate in San Jose, and Apple coming out with a new phone. Yes. Well, let's get one more. Tiny little thing. Okay. We get to the okay. Apple, which is Verizon just paid hundreds of millions of dollars for a San Jose video conferencing company. Right. Uh, called uh, Blue Jeans. Blue Jean. Yeah. Yeah, and the company was valued at seven hundred million dollars a few months ago, and Verizon looks like they got it for five hundred million. I yeah. guess they were seven hundred million in twenty fifteen. Right. Verizon just got for five hundred million. You get a discount on a video conferencing company during a pandemic. How does that work? I don't know. They apparently didn't get the Zoom memo. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Zoom's market cap has just gone berserk, obviously, as we've well, talked yeah, many times that, about. Well, yeah, but that's a self-inflicted wound. Yeah, and I've used both. Um, again... I, I would think every other video conferencing company would see their stock go up as, as Zoom stumbled. Maybe, but remember last week we talked about this and how... You know, WebEx, the Cisco people were like, hey, what about WebEx? Yeah. You know, and, and Google, hey, what about Hangouts? You know, and, and Gchat and all that stuff. And I get it. But Zoom somehow caught on. Right. And even in the midst of 
the bad news for security. Remember, you and I talked about this seven days ago. It was Easter and Passover. Yeah. And what did families, not businesses, but just families right. do? They said, hey, Grandma. They're still the darling. Let's have a Seder. Let's have an Easter meeting. Let's have a service. Let's have a service. I mean, it comes down to faith. Like, it's yeah. the most basic human thing. Right. And we did it with Zoom instead of the other guys even in the midst of this security concern. So Zoom's really got they're something. The, they're the darling. Yeah. And uh, I'm surprised at that valuation. Hey, you, covering right. blue, blue Jean, they were going to move last year to Santana Row. Did they ever make the move? I don't think they did. I know that Santana Row built up the, um, uh, the Splunk area into yeah. a giant area, but I'm not sure who else moved down there yet. Yeah, um, that's but interesting. Verizon, which is, you know, it's made some moves, AOL, Yahoo, etc. Um, it's kind of, a, to be honest, a graveyard of one sprite yeah, tech yeah. companies. Who knows what this will <laughs> like be? Like Oracle. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oracle's still one of the more valuable. No, Oracle's a great company, right. <laughs> but how many how many companies have they died, Good point. have they bought and killed? Yes. Or, or uh, were dying when they bought Well, it. we used to say that about Yahoo, and then Yahoo got bought by, of all companies, right. Verizon. Right. Um, so we'll see what happens with Blue Jeans, but maybe this is a shrewd move just because maybe everybody needs a video conference app now. Yeah. Because of what, where we are. So you're right. No. All right. Uh, you sent me this one. I like this one. This whole thing about contact tracking. That Google and Apple are going to be tracking people with COVID-19 off their phones. Right. You know, I love the idea of doing that. It's big data. You're capturing meta effects and all that. But it also scares the hell out of me. Sure. Because this is really giving... I mean, we're giving up an awful lot of our freedom for this emergency. And when do we go back? When do we retract a lot of these activities? Oh, we don't. Yes. I mean, if you give your data to, and you know, I'm not going to single out Google and Apple, but if you give your data to a big tech company, yeah, you don't has get Google it back. proven trustworthy about getting rid of? Remember, they used to say, "Well, we get rid of all your personal data after right. a year." Uh, Turned out, they really weren't. How long are they going to keep this data? I mean, you're asking someone who makes his living by saying, no, yeah. come on, don't trust these guys. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a bad. I mean, I'm a reporter who tracks. Cybersecurity, so no, they have not. And and here's because the interesting we're now, thing: we're now discovering people that have COVID, right? To some degree, some you know, a fairly serious amount actually suffer. Apparently, many of them permanent cardiovascular damage and lung damage, pulmonary damage. Now, if I was an insurance company, I would sure want to get that data from Google right. and Apple. And change that person's policy without them having a choice. Well, an insurance company, an employer. Yeah. This is just scary. And and I get it. It's um and, and you've hit on something. Remember the early political moves to just sort of label this as a flu. Yeah. And it'll go away because we have flu shots right. and blah blah blah. Now we've moved past that, but never has an insurance company turned you down because you once had a flu. Yes. You know, when you interview at a company, they're like not gonna say, oh, look, you're in shape, you're in yeah. your 30s, you work out, that's great. Oh, you've had a flu? That doesn't come up. This will. This will. And while I'm all for, and I'm impressed whenever I am out somewhere that people are masking up or right. keeping their distance, and, and you know, saying, yeah. I'm going to treat this like I have it, and I don't want anybody else to get it. People have stepped up and they're But doing that data is, is, and so I get the idea of, of tracking. Um, but it's you, you don't want a tech company to know that you have COVID-19 or any symptoms. Yeah, well, when I listen to the governor of New Jersey say, well, the Bill of Rights is above my pay grade. 
Yeah, the Bill of Rights is above none of our pay grades. Yeah, the Bill it, of Rights belongs to all of us. Yes, it is the pay grade. Right. Okay. It's uh, like a, a scarlet letter, basically. Yeah, ah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, real quick. Uh, eBay just got a new uh, CEO. He used to uh, run uh, Sam's Club at Walmart. Uh, they, that kept eBay out of a proxy fight. eBay, you know, it's lost his mojo. Having been at eBay the day, you know, the day, it, literally the day it started, uh, they had the whole world potentially in their hands and they ended up just moving all the debris from one people's garage to another person's attic and right. back. I think the more interesting story here... It's a company without vision. Right. Uh, you know, eBay used to be relevant. You, you could have said that about Meg Whitman after she went to AP, excuse yeah. me, HP. I think the interesting story is Meg Whitman and Quibi. Yeah, uh, I know we didn't, we haven't talked about that, but her and Katzenberg, and maybe we need another week to figure out where this goes. But here we are in lockdown, and Quibi is seeing all this traffic. This is essentially fifteen minute, you know, well produced TV programming right. for your phone. Um, you know, Chrissy Teigen's got a show. Uh, yeah. A lot of these big well, directors. Well, anything are Jeffrey Katzenberg's involved with, he's right. You know, he's a smart, smart businessman. Have you ever met him? Uh, I have. He's kind of a scary guy too. I have. I got to interview him. Uh, over at uh, DreamWorks, back when they had their Silicon Valley offices. Uh, and of course, Meg Whitman, who is yes. you know, a certified genius when it comes to marketing right. and, and consumer habits. So it'll be interesting to see if this goes anywhere. But um, even as we're locked down watching a lot of television, apparently we're streaming things on our phone. Right. And, and that's kind of interesting. And speaking of phones, I want to get in. Okay, now, now here we go. Well, I just want to mention, yeah, Apple yes, is coming the new, out. The new Apple iPhone SE. This is uh, an... an, an uh, well, Maybe I've never seen so many mixed reviews, though. Well, New York Times said, you know, this is an unnecessary phone at this time. I totally and, and, disagree. And the trade press is just going nuts, saying, this is the perfect phone at the right time. And that's what I say. Yeah. And, and not to take sides in this, but right. So I never thought I'd say this, but this is an underrated move by Apple. I don't know if that sentence has ever been said. Uh, literally rolled out quietly. Um, and it's hey, not a brand new. People forget the iPod was rolled. It was introduced right. three weeks after 9/11. Yes, okay. and I was at that very and, small. And hardly anybody noticed. Nope. nope. I remember the big thing was you know getting out of there and having Steve Jobs mail me CDs in the newsroom, and I thought, well, that's kind of a strange <laughs> thing. Um, but here's the thing: uh, this is a perfect phone right now. Uh, Three hundred ninety-nine. Right. Much like we're all starting to look at each other in the mirror, look at ourselves in the mirror, and saying. When am I going to get that haircut or right. anything? You know, hey, my shoe needs more, my car, whatever. Um, a lot of people have cracked screens. Yes. But this is a horrible time to say, I'm about to spend 13, 1400 bucks on a phone. Right. Because a lot of us are very much concerned about our paychecks. Yeah, worried where the money's coming next month. The SE is the phone that I always bought for my young kids. Yes. Because it was sturdy and cheap. Right. And this is a phone that has pretty much everything you'd get on an 11. Including the, in the new A13 Bionic exactly. processor, which apparently is just a screamer. It's very fast, and it's in a uh, form factor that's really basic. Right. A lot of people like it because it's one of the smaller phones. And it starts at 400 bucks. Yeah, and apparently with that processor, it's actually faster than a maxed out uh, iPhone 11, the yeah. Pro Max. And it comes on the heels of the latest OnePlus phone. Yeah in the $1,000 range, and the latest Verizon phone, still cranking out all these crazy features for $1,000, and that's gotta be met with crit crickets. Well, these guys gotta be looking at the market and thinking, wait a minute, I mean, well, we'll get into that with, with uh, one of my losers here. All right, but I just think that Apple is almost uh, 
proving that, hey, we, we don't need to be uh, well, in the spaceship together. I think this is the era things. of the budget product. Right. And I think some of the companies are suddenly going out there and doing market research and realizing they're vastly overpriced. If you've missed the reason that Netflix is successful, yeah. as opposed to, you know, you and I going out, taking our dates, getting some popcorn, you know, for a right. movie and you got to spend 40 bucks, as opposed to the Netflix all-you-can-eat model, yeah. uh, you, you've missed something big. And that's the reason Netflix is hitting all-time highs, because we're realizing we can do this at a budget. Uh, Apple is saying the same thing. Okay, we've traditionally not been associated with the term budget, right. but we might as well be because that's yeah, what the Yeah, nobody thinks of, of Apple as being the, you know, the low-price leader, but I think right. they nailed this one. Right. All right. You want to do winners right. and losers? Yeah, let's do your winner. So my winner is, is actually a bit out of the tech world, but it's it's a company for the times. I choose Bed Bath & Beyond. Triple B. <laughs> They've been beaten up for years. Yes, and they, and they were one of those, hey, remember when they used to be a good company? Now it turns out not only are we streaming, yeah. uh, we're vacuuming and sure. we're baking a lot of bread. Bed Bath & Beyond sales through the roof. Their stock up nearly 20% in one day. That's a move that the Triple B hasn't seen in a long time. I don't know about you as a guy, but me as a guy, that place is like kryptonite. I don't, I, I hit the front door of that place and it just repels me backwards. See, I I'm the opposite. I'm like, you got to keep me from buying pillows and blankets. <laughs> I mean, it just, it's, I get it. And it's, it's one of those dangerous stores in a way yeah. that Fry's is a dangerous store for me. I don't know oh, why. Fry's was it's terrible just, for me. Yeah. I just, it, it's comfort food <laughs> at a time when we really want that. And we're not going into the store, granted. Is Fry's going to be the next big victim around here? I mean, the Fry's I go into now, they're half empty. Yeah. They're and just no inventory at all. Right. And I've heard that Fry's is notoriously, and we're talking local ownership, Fry's is notoriously uh, hesitant to talk to the press, so we don't get much from them. But all these photos that come out of half-empty stores. Oh, I remember the checkout where you'd have... 50 checkout people and yeah. a line of 400 people. And it's got to be an there, extra... I got there the other day. I had to pick up something. I hadn't been there for six months. Yeah. Two checkout people and nobody in line. And this is a company that people don't really think of online. They think of going to the store. Yeah. Right? And and so that's it a It was a problem. cultural experience. Right, because you go and it's like you're walking ago. into an Egyptian pyramid or something. Right. Um, and now that's really... I don't know if they survived this. But it's almost like they've been you know, not stocking up on inventory for quite a while. Yeah, so like, maybe they're preparing for something. I don't know what it is. I mean, it started out as a lark for a supermarket chain, family supermarket chain. It turned into this dominant business. Yeah. And it's like it's retreating back to... And what happens to those buildings? And yeah. Those, maybe they know something we don't. Uh, what, anybody want a Sumerian Tesseract? <laughs> you know? I don't know where else you can go and buy electronics easily anymore. Like if you need yeah, wires, it's, you it's know. It's basically like, Amazon now. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Maybe well, it's all going online, and, and yeah, it's and, all going virtual. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, uh, Jeff Bezos made, in terms of stock, made twenty four billion dollars since the beginning of the crisis. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Amazon is a trillion dollar company again. Yeah. We've got three of them mm -hmm. as we speak, even in the the, the light of this pandemic. Um, so people are still flocking to tech, yep. and I understand it with Amazon because they've never been sure. more important. Um, and yeah. Well, and we talked about last time we're. We have accelerated the virtualization of our society. You know, this right. process has been going on for 25 years, but we just like jumped 10 years in the last four weeks. Well, As, Tad brings up Bezos. I mean, what are the two things we need right now? You know, delivery yeah. and news. And this is a guy that owns both Amazon.com and the Washington, Washington Post. Post. Yes. He's kind of, uh, you know, we've had these figures in the past where they've ran. 
you know, I feel everything. a little better if he still looked like the old Jeff Bezos <laughs> and not and not like Lex Luthor. He's been working out a lot. Oh, so, yeah. Okay, All right. and your loser. Um, my loser is, uh, and I, I don't have it in front of me. I can't remember. GoPro. What I, thank you, GoPro. They had a rough time. Uh, not only are people you know, not I hate shopping. I to say this, but when I read that, when, I, when you sent me that, I thought, I didn't even know GoPro was still around. Well, that's bad news. Well, I mean, I used to <laughs> see people using GoPro to make movies, and now it's kind of gone into its little niche world. But, I mean, GoPros were ubiquitous. Everybody wanted one. Right. And and niche is a perfect example, a perfect word for that company. And niche doesn't get you big value. Yeah. And niche doesn't allow you to hire a lot of people. And now you have the double whammy of, A, we're not shopping in stores. Right. And, B, we're not surfing. We're not hand gliding. We're not using yeah. our GoPros yeah, I mean, if GoPros we have GoPros has moved into that world of kind of semi-professional sports where right. you're getting live footage out there of, of the giant waves and all that. And right. nobody's doing that stuff. And they've had issues of are they managing this well and are they coming out with products at the right time and, and that sort of thing. They had a drone launch that would have been really big, but they kind of botched it. And they had to lay off 20% of their staff. And, yeah, and that people. Yeah, I hate to see that. Uh, stock is cratering and it's just one of these will they make it out of this alive kind of companies. If you're working there now still, you, you've got to be really nervous. Well, I sure like to see some innovations where they recapture the spark because they've lost it for they've been gone for a long time. And it's hard because cell phones are, are doing it. Yeah, you know. All right, your winner. All right, my winner. I, I got to go back to Gilead because it's literally pulling up the entire. It's holding up. It's the tent pole yeah. of the world's economy. Now, companies have collapsed under a lot less pressure than that, and I mean, let's pray they get it right because if they don't get it right, they're going to get punished the way they're getting rewarded right now beyond what they deserve. You know, if this product turns out to have some side effects and all of that, uh, their stock is going to be annihilated. Oh, biotech is traditionally a very fickle place to oh, be. It's absolutely. a risky place to be. Even when you're a giant company with a huge pipeline of products like Gilead, you've seen the stock fluctuate quite a bit based on these kind of things. So, yeah. But this is much earlier than we thought we'd be getting this hey, kind I of I went with a company back to Maryland for, their, for the FDA, you know, presentation and all of that. And they had this new product. It was company up on the peninsula here they got approval they went home they had a giant party and during the party the word came in that one of the one of the judges had changed his mind mm. crushed the product the company was out of business a month later after this giant success party they were all having because they were all going to be rich i mean fickle is not is, it is an <laughs> inadequate word for the nature of that business okay and my loser a company that didn't notice that budget pricing is the new game. Sony. They're oh. scaling back all their numbers on PlayStation 5. And, uh, and it, they, they admit it. It's not because of the coronavirus. It's because of the price. Uh, they were going to sell the PlayStation 5 for uh, 500 550 bucks, Which in 19, you know... $2015 is about what they were priced at back then. But the market's just not going to accept it. And isn't this a time when we're all home playing video games? Yeah, anyway? this is Shouldn't when you maybe, should be yeah. selling PlayStation 5. Right. And they've really had to ramp back. Uh, and I think that's the lesson right there. The lesson of this week, everybody, is keep your prices down. Come out with a stripped-down product. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, bells and whistles are fun when you've got a lot of extra money rattling around your pocket, but not right now. Right. It never hurts to emulate Apple when it comes to selling products. Yes, if we've learned absolutely. Anything. All right. Okay, we're out of time. Big story next week. I mean, I think the big story will depend on the tests, you know, the Gilead news, yeah. and, and are we truly... Uh, optimistic because the numbers are going to dip. If not, yeah. it's going to be a rough week because yeah. people psychologically are starting to turn. And I think even if the numbers dip, we have a whole new set of problems, which is rolling out the, the return. I mean, we're already starting to see protests around the country. Yeah, well. Uh, do we start seeing riots pretty soon? You know? I don't know. I mean, this is going to be a rush for the, rush for the entrance. And... Uh, how fast do we do it? I mean, the, a lot of people are hanging on this right now, and they're going to get desperate. Okay, that's it for now, folks. You can follow Scott on Twitter and Facebook, and of course, watch him every weeknight at 5, 6, and 11 on NBC Bay Area. As for our producer, you can find Tad's work these days on Instagram, and you can find us now, along with Tad's blog, on the uh, Silicon Valley Business Journal homepage, as well as on Spotify and Patreon. See you next week. Go help your favorite restaurant.